welcome to the MX Vice SMX Review Show with myself, Ben Rumbold, uh, hosting for this week as always, and uh, yeah, being joined this week by my colleague from Australia there, Mr. Edward Strutman. How are you, Ed? Yeah, life's good, mate. Thanks for having us on. It should be another cracking episode, and um, yeah, hope you're well too, mate. Absolutely, yeah, looking forward to it. Brad uh, Reader is our normal guy here, who um, sadly cannot uh, join us this week. Uh, he's uh, off sick again, so yeah, we'll uh, get things through with Ed here. I trust that you've watched the Supercross. Let's just hope that's uh, all good, yeah? <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. I've, had, I've, uh, I've kept my eye over it. I was uh, doing the results on um, Sunday Australian time. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting uh, weekend of racing, mate. And uh, we'll be pretty pretty keen to chat to our guest about it all too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll bring our guest in in a second. So, yeah, we'll just uh, get things sorted here and say thanks to our fantastic sponsors. So, yeah, first of all, brought to you by AS3 Performance, uh, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hard-wearing protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts, including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. And adjustability? Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. We're also supported by Kawasaki Motors UK, who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX 140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX 140R lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine, plush suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX 140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from Junior's first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX 140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. As always as well, we're fueled by Golf Race Fuels, so thanks to those guys as well. Across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing and further field golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And of course, as always, supported by evenstrokes.com. Uh, I can't uh, call Brad uh, to call out his code today, so yeah, basically go to evenstrokes.com and uh, yeah, the code is Brad Wheeler 10 to get yourself some 10% discount on all kit and uh, yeah we are having things flying off the shelves so yeah come and get your stuff from evenstrokes.com right then without any further ado good to uh, have you on board Ed and we shall bring in uh, our guest rider for this weekend none, none other than podium finisher uh, in the 250 class uh, of the last uh, triple header just gone at Glendale please welcome Mr. Levi Kitchen, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, fantastic. Great to have you on board, Levi. And uh, yeah, I've um, got to be honest, as soon as we booked you there, you suddenly had a massive fan in the UK cheering you on, shouting at the TV and hoping you put a great pass on anybody in front of you. So that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that a little bit of encouragement came across the Atlantic there and you could, uh, yeah, put uh, put a couple of moves on and you were up there clashing with Jet, yeah, clashing with RJ and uh, having a really good ride. How was your uh, view on the weekend? Uh, yeah, it was good. It was it was much better than it's, it's been going. Um, I just, you know, I've been, I've been struggling a little bit and it's mainly not with my riding. It's just dark and uh, a little break so I didn't think it would go out there. No, I've been riding a lot better and I get a full shot at every main and I'm always a bit pissed I'm getting fast and all those mains. But, you know, I got to start somewhere. Those uh, RJ and Jet are fast, so I just keep battling. Apologies for the break in Levi's sound there. He was saying that it's great to get those starts and always a bit pissed when he gets past in those races but he's got to start somewhere and it was good for him to be battling with Jet and RJ and getting himself up there and improving every week nice so yeah so yeah, yeah you whole shot each main event and uh, yeah so you, you said there that you're uh, a little bit pissed because what you didn't 
win, and is that the main thing then, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm never really satisfied unless I win, to be honest. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, and maybe that's where I belong, you know? But, you know, like, I, I can win, but uh, I'm going to need a few more races like that to, to get to that. It was good overall to build off of. Yeah, it seems like you're pretty hard on yourself, mate. Like, you obviously set high standards, and you're working in a super professional and competitive environment there. So, it's probably good on one point. But, um, yeah, you obviously sort of always want more from yourself by the sounds of it, which is a good way to be as an athlete. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but, um, and obviously, and, uh, even though it's pretty early in my career, you know, I'm not that young. Um, I would like to be, you know, I want to win, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And then talking about the team then, Levi, I mean, it's um, quite a, an amazing outfit you're part of there. And uh, how, how often do you, like, train with Eli and with uh, the rest of the guys, or, or are you mainly just to do your own thing in Florida there? Um, no, actually, every beer here in Florida. Uh, so the whole team is out here, uh, except for he gets to do his own thing. So he's in he's in Colorado doing his stuff. But um, no, I ride with all good. Um, no, we all put each other, so it works out well. Yeah, excellent stuff. And uh, you're looking forward to the... Uh, East-West shootout. I mean, uh, can you see? Obviously, your target then is always to win. I mean, you think that's uh, obviously going to be a bit more difficult this weekend. But uh, yeah, you've got uh, a few guys from your team as well as, as the banter, East-West banter, already started with yourself and your teammates. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I'll probably give them a bit tomorrow and, and try to get that rolling. But uh, obviously, with with the East Coast, um, Nate has been riding well. Jordan, he's you know he rides better than I think it showed. He's had some bad luck, so um, to, to battle with those guys and you know and all of them so um, I'm really looking excuse me start uh, I think for that race the goal is podium. I mean obviously um, a podium would be good against all those guys for sure yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah I was just going to ask you about that just to, to focus back on last weekend how, how did you find the track it looked pretty brutal a lot of um, a lot of nasty incidents and, and the whoops and things like that people were just yeah, majorly struggling and yeah obviously your teammate had a really bad injury so I hope he's going alright too but how is it the track from your perspective mate you, you obviously handled it really well because you got a lot of bike skills and control and that kind of thing but yeah how was it um i thought it was pretty good it was fun it, it flowed pretty well but yeah, the whoops the whoops were pretty pretty gnarly it's not that they got that chewed out just that dirt gets so hard packed um i think that's what bit a lot of people and then you know, like really i mean like for styles for example my teammate he got wheel spin on that three in and uh obviously screwed him up so um yeah it was a tricky track you couldn't push too hard but it was fun for sure not i wouldn't actually say i was proud of myself for how i did because my style of riding to be honest i kind of like more ruddy I was happy with it. Sure thing, and the the, the whole shots have got to be a major factor at a circuit like that. So, uh, do you put that down to training you've particularly done, or was it work on the bike? What would you say the starts were a main a main what was the main factor behind your starting really? Um, the start thing is actually kind of funny. So going back to pretty much every main event this year, if you go back and look, like my heat race, I started a few of those, and uh, the Triple Crown at Anaheim too. I was just like top three every. Start. What was happening was like I'm a superstitious person, so I do like weird things before I ride. And main event, I was revving my bike up. Like I would rev it three times, like super hard, would it go? And it was putting a bunch of slack in my butt. So it sounds stupid, like that I kept doing it, but um, <laughs> so uh, that was ruining me on all my starts. Like the clutch was almost. It, uh, so yeah, Seattle, I barely left the line. Uh, Oakland, I barely left the line. I go, you know, with the restart, actually, I'm pretty sure I pulled like four or three out of order. Okay, so Levi's signal just broke up there. But yeah, as he said, once he stops doing his superstitious uh, big three revs of the bike, then he got much better starts. And uh, as he was saying there, if you include the restart, he actually whole shot three out of the four uh, starts that they took uh, on that night at Glendale. So we'll carry on with the interview. We did have technical issues, but hopefully you're bearing with them and. Uh, listening to Levi's fascinating stories. Okay, we'll keep going. I was just saying, I didn't even really, I didn't do anything. Like, my start's been good. It was just that one thing, so... <laughs> 
That's pretty wild. <laughs> so who, who found that out? Was that the team found that out or just told you about it and nagged you? Well, they were like, what the heck's going on? And I'm, I'm like sitting there thinking, like, what happened? Because they're like, your starts are good until the main event. And I'm sitting there thinking oh, exactly what I do before the main event. And they're like, yeah, that's going to be really good. So there we go. So. <laughs> That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, that's good work. It's good for them to find that for you and, uh, and get the switch right on time yeah. for that Glendale race. Yeah, mate. It's uh, just just your demeanour and stuff. Watching you, you're obviously very young in your Supercross career. You're pretty calm and composed. But how do you find the nerves and obviously the pressure riding for a team like Star? <laughs> do you get nervous or do you have any techniques to handle that inside those stadiums? Because it must get pretty hectic before a race right yeah i mean to be honest the nerves uh they're getting experience for sure and it's not really nerves of like pressure of uh doing i mean that you know i've been hurt but even now so like i don't know it's kind of a cloud over my head at times you know that's why it takes me like you go to my qualifying all that this year like it hasn't been that great and it's just simply i'm never going to be the first one to jump stuff uh, I don't know why I get a little better at that. I let the track kind of come to me as the night goes on. Yeah, I need to kind of break that time. Uh, you watch like the veteran stuff like that, and they're not, they're not great either. I'm not sure, but yeah, the nerves, the nerves play a factor for getting better than the So you're hoping then to, to obviously have a good rest of the season there in the in the Supercross. I mean, you're currently in a good position in the points. I mean, um, what were your main ambitions? What would your main ambitions be for the outdoors? Are you looking forward more to that, or do you think your strengths are more in the Supercross arena? Oh no, I'm definitely. Uh, my eyes are already kind of set on it uh, with the way that I ride outdoors, I had some really good in the building, actually. Uh, I got that podium at Thunder Valley shortly after I was at Alswick and uh, went 8-2 or 4, second moto, and then I ended up breaking my wrist. So, um, with outdoors, it pretty much seemed like, I mean, I was, you know, a podium guy. So, uh, the goal for outdoors is being up there every weekend. Yeah, it should be a pretty good race with, you know, Hunter and Shimoda and, and yourself and Cooper, these kind of guys. Um, obviously, you, you race against them a lot, the, some of the guys you'll be racing, and obviously, Fares too. We we focus a lot on XGP over here, and um, so how do you think you're stacking up against those guys? And how do you think how's GM going? He's he's doing nicely. Oh yeah, no, he. Uh, I was just that he's riding really well. So he's got a he's got a lot of bikes to kill. He actually, yeah, man, watching him ride it kind of is a little bit proper. Like he doesn't he doesn't work. So he's riding well. Um, Jacob is riding well. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a good year. You know, we'll have uh, like you said, Hunter and Jay will be good. So uh, yeah, it'll be fun. yeah, looking uh, looking good. I mean, um, and, and you've got this. Uh, weird thing going on what's your view on this last three super motocross sort of playoff scenario is that something you look forward to or do you think it's a bit of a a strange gimmick or you know where do you stand on it really i mean i'm cool with racing more i do like a little bit of time to fit and i mean hopefully i can get you know hopefully my option but uh i don't know i haven't really looked into it to be honest like i can't even but probably bad at me i haven't even looked into that stuff to be honest yeah it would be great, man. I know there's a, a lot of money is nice sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah, the money would be worth it, wouldn't it, for sure? <laughs> yeah. Nice one. And um, just a, a slight sort of thing looking ahead there. If uh, if the call came to represent Team USA in the, uh, the motocross nations, would you fancy it? Sure. Um, I've always wanted to do, you know, Dead Nations. And uh, for that opportunity comes about, uh, I actually thought there was like a small chance of doing it last year. And then I got hurt, obviously. But uh, Justin held it down for us. So that was good. Uh, yeah, I would, I would. That's definitely a dream of mine. Like, I want to definitely that before I'm ever done right 
Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to see you at uh, Ernay. That'd be great because uh, we definitely, for ourselves, it's a bit closer for you guys so, <laughs> than it is yeah. for you. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Although not quite for Ed, although we are talking maybe about getting Ed across. Do you think, Ed? Well, yeah, that'd be good, mate, especially with the Aussie boys. Um, yeah, the two Lawrence brothers, which you know well, Levi and yeah, Mitch Evans, Beat and these kind of guys. But, yeah, just, just to focus on, you know, racing against Jet every week. Um, how, how do you find that experience? Do you study what he's doing, his lines? Is there a lot to learn from <laughs> racing not just him but against the other guys you're against yeah yeah for sure i mean um the person to watch he uh you know he's unbelievable on a dirt bike so race him in general like it's really cool for me and uh to say that you know i get fun with him is, is something that i kind of hold my head on just because he's that good i mean uh, yeah extremely talented so um it's fun it's, if there was never that guy like him there always need to be somebody like that age so and everybody else that lines up hungrier to uh you know yeah obviously you're a very skillful rider yourself too mate you've got quite a lot of flair and do some really cool things on the bike which even you know guys like ricky carmichael are pointing out on the on the broadcast so what do you sort of credit your your skills yourself like technically as well yeah i mean i've noticed i have some ability on a dirt bike and i think all, a lot of that just come i grew up riding bicycles all that kind of park more than i rode a dirt bike to be honest so yeah i don't know, bicycle and, and just maybe i don't know my dad used to ride and he had talent hit out of somewhere <laughs> Nice one. When did you think it could really be a career for you, Levi? When, when, when was this sort of age, the turning point where you thought, okay, pro is possible, pro is where I want to be? Uh, I was about 17. So, uh, yeah, no, I basically my parents gave me a choice, like, go train and move to Louisiana, or you can work me as an electrician. My dad, um, you know, I was like, well, let's give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was always good. Never really, I didn't train or nothing. I kind of just rode on the weekend, and uh, I'm serious. I started winning a lot and won the last, my last two years amateurs. But obviously, I was a bit older in the classes, so. So teams working, I, I guess, yeah, at the end of the 20 there. And, yeah, it worked out. worked out great. Nice one. Good stuff. So, um, yeah, just to, to move ahead then with the rest of the season, obviously not uh, many rounds left of the, of the championship. Um, you got the East-West showdown to come. Um, looking across at the other side of the 250 division, uh, do you see Hunter slipping up from here? Do you think that anybody uh, is, is likely to catch him, especially the guys from your team? I know Nate's fully focused on it. You know, I hope that, that Nate can get in there. I mean, but I'm pretty sure Hunter could, like, DNF the race. He'll have uh, a couple points. So it's going to be tough. But, you know, I hope that Nate at least beat the guy a couple more times in the last few rounds or whatever the case is. Or Jordan. See Jordan, Jordan get a win. You know, he worked really hard and Wack Rack hasn't really uh, showed yet. So, yeah, it'd be good for him. Yeah, I don't know. That Hunter's got a pretty good <laughs> Nice one. Um, just to touch on the 450 side of it, obviously your team again had a good, uh, good weekend just gone. Um, do you see... Eli holding it from here, or do you think Webb's got a chance of getting him back? Where, where do you see that one going? Uh, you can never count. Yeah, you can't count him out. So, Tomac's got the red plate now. With their chance, he holds it. But I don't know. I'm not on either either side. I'm too definitely. He's not going to make it easy. I'll tell you that. Nice yeah, mate. What's up? And also with with you with Sexton, obviously seeing him most weeks. What um, how impressive it is to watch someone like that ride as well. Obviously, he's obviously had a few crashes and things like that. But just the the competitive sort of nature of all these guys in general, and and even watching a guy like Kenny, it must be pretty cool. Obviously, you've had a pretty steep trajectory since you've become pro, and it's cool having hearing your stories like about in the past. And you have a guy like Deegan working with you is a complete opposite, really coming super early. It must be cool to. Sort of sit back and 
think where you are now after all you've been through and watching these guys. Everybody has their own way of doing it. Um, a good example of my scenario was Justin Cooper. He came in later and uh, out of nowhere. So, uh, yeah, and then you have somebody like Deegan who knew at a young age and his parents do that too. So they put really hard with that and uh, after Raven as well, he's doing well. Uh, so, and yeah, back on the dates, he's probably the most perfect person you could be. I mean, him and Jed obviously are pretty damn good, pretty comparable. But yeah, Chase is very good too. Just obviously those small mistakes. Um, it happens. He's going so damn fast. So he'll, yeah. he'll probably, he'll get it sorted out. Yeah, we sort of think um, that, uh, yeah, when, when Eli was Chase's age, it was very much a similar scenario that, you know, he would uh, have those mistakes and cut things out a little bit. And, yeah, eventually, obviously, he's uh, worked it to this point now. So, yeah, there's got to be that time when Chase just stops crashing, really, aren't there? And back to your point of, you know, Eli or anybody that's younger, at a younger age, they have those fake up. Yeah, I mean, hope to sort it out. I'm, I'm sure he will. Nice one. Yeah, he's done well to get away with not getting injured in a lot of them. You know, you see a lot of nasty ones, like, like on the weekend, and, you know, he's been He's had ones worse than that and got away scot-free. And you, you've obviously had some bad injuries too, mate. Do you do you find it challenging to deal with it as a, as a racer? You just want to race. So how how tough it was, was it last year, like when you broke your arm and other things you've had? They're definitely the, the only bad part of the sport, I would say. Uh, the wrist was worse than anything I've ever done. I mean, the body now is kind of odd, but um, it was just I was doing like I was starting to figure it out a little bit. And uh, Millville was going to be the last track that I had raced, but then I was coming into round from the year before. So, yeah, you know, I, it was definitely a bummer and I get pretty bitter. Like anybody I talk to, they're probably thinking I'm an asshole all the time, but pretty tough, tough mentally. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Does it keep, does it keep you? mind off it obviously you love fishing and you've got your merch and all this kind of thing does that does that sort of act as a good hobby to take your way take your mind off things because it's pretty heavy the stuff you got to deal with at a young age yeah no luckily <laughs> i can say it now when i went home uh for washugal actually to, to sell merch and i did a i did one arm or one hand on the bar so that was cool and then i ended up going fishing so i had to it was kind of hard because i had to cast and i had to rip the line <laughs> like i had a cast on so it was a little bit awkward but no, you got to find stuff like that. Nice one. I know you're on a bit of a time schedule, Levi, so thanks for that. I know that you're, uh, you've are got to be shooting off pretty soon. Um, but just one thing, I've been asking a few people there just uh, to sort of end the, the sort of interviews on a, a bit of a positive note there. What would you say was the absolute like highlight so far for you, like the the, the, the day of, of motocross when you've just gone, this is awesome, what a great day, you know, that, that's the best day yet. Well, what would you say is that for you so far? Um, honestly, I'm going to have to go back to 2020 at Loretta's as an amateur. Um, just, I won. They were even the stock guys, so there wasn't a ton of competition. But um, I just, and, and I just dominated. And it was that, you know, I knew wasn't going to, like, nobody was going to touch me that year. Like, and I just came in with that confidence. And the reason I say that is just because after that, you know, my phone was really long. I had one in my then, and he's like, team ended now. And I think that was, just, that was kind of the highlight. So I was like, yeah, I'm like, I got that Okay, just to clarify, and again, apologies for the technical issues uh, that plagued this interview a little bit but uh, it does get better from here so just to be sure if you didn't catch what Levi was saying that the main reason that was a highlight was that after that Loretta Lynn's win his phone just exploded uh, with uh, offers and congratulations uh, and eventually led to the deal that he currently is in so uh, yeah that was a great thing for him uh, there is another story from him and then uh, yeah myself and Ed uh, will see you out um, at the podcast with lots of uh, talk of Supercross so yeah please stay tuned and thank you for listening and your patience cheers 
And then, uh, but then the other one was I raced Red Bud or Loretta doesn't win. I ended up eighth the first moto, I think, or I want to say it was eight. It was it was cool for me uh, just because it kind of gave me reassurance on first moto as a, as a pro. Like I passed a couple of legit guys. That that helped. Great stuff. All right, Nevada, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, I know you got to shoot off. So thanks so much for joining us on that side of it. Uh, the show will carry on here as myself and Ed will uh, break down the four fifties and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, wish you best of luck in this uh, weekend, mate. And um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Ed, any last words for you, mate? Yeah, thanks, mate. Really appreciate you taking the time and all the best for the rest of the season and outdoors, mate. There's uh, exciting times ahead for sure. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm well. I'll, if you ever want me on again, I'm, I'm more than willing to do it. Awesome. Hopefully, we'll speak to you at some point after you've won a national. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, man. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right. Okay, so thanks to Levi for that. And then, um, yeah, so uh, the 450s, Ed. Um, fascinating weekend with the the, the, the the Triple Crown, obviously, going um, the way of Eli Tomac and uh, appeared to be a bit of a chink in the web armour at one uh, for, for once, I think. What yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting. Obviously, he hasn't had the best of times at um, Glendale in the past, and there was a you know there's a few murmurings that damage limitation was the aim of the game this weekend for him. And yeah, it was pro- definitely not what he wanted, but it, it could have been worse, you know. And you know, Kenny was pretty good. AC had some good speed, and you know they could have easily got ahead of him on another night. So, but yeah, Tomac really uh, flexed the muscles this weekend, mate. He loved that track. He loved it brutal. Loved those whoops were pretty savage. He looked he he looked good in them and. Yeah. You know, look, and even Barsha, like his speed's been been immense, and Sexton yeah. looked good. It's obviously the start in the in the in the last one with Moran's getting a bit wild. Um, cost cost a few blokes, but um, yeah, you can't really sort of fault Eli's effort. It was it was what he needed to do, and he did he did the job perfectly, mate. How did how did you see it? Yeah, exactly that really. I mean, um, it, it amused me that uh, Kenny was on the wrong end of a last lap scrap in two occasions and obviously Chase just got him at one instance and then he just failed to get Webb uh, at the end of one of them. And um, yeah, so that was, uh, I, I bet it was quite entertaining for Ken to suddenly be chasing down Cooper Webb in, uh, in, in one lap thinking this is like, you know, the roles reversed sort of scenario. But uh, yeah, for, for Eli, a, a massive, um, I mean, just just great racing really. I mean, he got, he got that there early, got the starts again on that Yamaha just seems to be getting the start so much and uh yeah just just asserted the sort of authority really um seven points is a gap with a uh, with with eli on that sort of form so yeah five rounds left going to be very tricky i think but um yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's looking like a two-man race mate but uh, you never know something could happen and sexton <laughs> could get back into it do you think he's completely gone now uh, it's one race distance in there, 25 points or 26 points for a win in, in Supergrass now. So, um, yeah, he's a race distance behind Eli and then 18 points back from uh, Cooper. So, you know, you've got to rely on both of them having serious off days, um, which, I mean, having one of them fail... It, it, one, of, uh, one out of five rounds is, is um, remote enough of a chance, let alone for both of them uh, to do yeah, that. Maybe. So Chase needs that, um, and obviously he needs to keep on winning uh, and and get things uh, start winning again, really. So yeah, um, I, I I think Chase has got the chance now. The pressure's slightly more off on the championship to win more races, and then who knows if something happens? Hey. Eli and Cooper could take each other out at one point. You never know how it all works out, but neither of them, I think, are that dumb. 
yeah, yeah, they're just so consistent and they hardly ever go fall off the podium and, you know, their worsts are around seventh and eighth for a whole season. You know, we're all, you know, it'll be 17 rounds and they just don't let up, you know. They just they just got your hand on the throat the whole time and, yeah, those those mistakes, Sexton has really, really pushed him out of contention probably. It might have had a chance if it was just one guy he was battling with. When you got two guys, it's sort of not impossible to see them slipping, but I suppose stranger things have happened, mate. Yeah, I, I could see him winning two of the last five races at least uh, I think that uh, he's certainly got that chance and uh, he's certainly got the speed um, so yeah but, um, I think he's probably got his eye on that outdoor championship and um, yeah tackling a certain Mr Lawrence who's going to uh, be joining them quite soon so uh, nice for Jet yeah. as well to get his uh, get the curse broken yeah he was excellent mate he just he just makes it look so easy like, that track was so hard and then just listen to Levi he, he said it was he actually was one of those guys that handled it pretty well but yeah. a lot of the dudes were struggling to navigate those whoops especially and, and a couple of those rhythms got pretty nasty too but yeah Jet Jet was pretty pretty flawless mate and obviously it was good good competition with RJ and, and Levi and, and Pierce Brown even had a good weekend and Enzo Lopes if he can get a start we, we, we might get that podium you know he's he's so close isn't he he's just can't get the start or he, if he gets a start he might just fade back or get caught by one of those heavy hitters and then and then if he gets the bad start he races through the field so he's just got to combine both of them and he'll be there because he's definitely got the speed but um, talking back to speed we've got to talk about Barsha quickly as well because obviously he's probably since since Daytona I think he's been lights out he's been so quick been on the podium he's cutting a really happy figure he's happy with the team it looks like there's a new deal about to be signed with Gas Gas which is exciting for for him and the sport and the brands. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's happy with the family. He's loving doing those blogs where, you know, he just shows himself he's a pretty loose unit and it's good to have guys like that in the sport. And, he, yeah, he certainly keeps everyone entertained. And just the riding, he's been letting that talk a lot lately too. And usually maybe at the start of the seasons he'll be really fast and then it mightn't carry it. But it's been a, it's been really cool to see him up there sort of having that, that speed for, for multiple weekends, week in, week out. So it'd be good to see him get a win, Mate, do you think him and him or Anderson could could sneak one by season's end, mate? Uh, I don't know about Anderson. I think Barsha definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and I noticed he was clean shaven as well. I thought, okay, what's what's going on there? <laughs> He's even cutting some weight on the chin area. So that was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know where Anderson. The Anderson of 2022 has gone. Uh, I don't really know where he has, mm. has disappeared to. I mean, he was a. Uh, I think I saw him on a bit of a scrap with somebody at one point. Um, I think it was with Kenny actually, and uh, it was like. Yeah. And Webb too. And Webb as well. That's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because he had the um, he had the problem with Webb. So yeah, I I I, um, I don't know about Jason Anderson. I, I had him down as a title contender going in. I think as many people did. But yeah, who knows quite what's going on? I mean, that the whole Kawasaki unit has struggled with uh, yet another injury as well. So uh, you know, an absolute nightmare for those guys. Um, nothing wrong with the bike as uh, was proved in MXGP today. You know, uh, uh, Roman rode it okay. So um, yeah, who knows? But. I mean, it's a different package over there, isn't it? So who knows? But uh, mm. yeah, um, certainly Barsha, I think, is a contender for at least one main event win going uh, through the rest of this season, uh, especially with the uh, other two title guys being a little bit more cautious, perhaps. 
Yeah, the, he looks. He's got the speed. He's just yeah. He's got that start. He'll get that speed, and it's looking really good, mate. And just with Anderson, I believe he's okay after that crash because that was that was heavy. Like yeah, he sort of yeah. Just went down pretty heavy. So yeah, it's good to see because you know, a lot of guys haven't made it out of this weekend, and yeah, you know, spare a thought for Christian Craig with the dislocated hip and the dislocated elbow and the broken elbow, and yeah, you know that must be just so so tragic because he was actually making some really good strides too, and especially in the last few weeks, and clearly getting more comfortable at the level and because he's a super rider one of the best to watch out there and it would have been good to see him on that husky outdoors so we'll, we'll sort of follow that closely what is what return dates are like but yeah it was just a really really sad thing to happen mate but yeah it's um anderson will be interesting to see what happens with him eh? it's uh it's, it's a bit of a conundrum because he was you know for large parts you know the best guy last year and yeah you know he got that bad start and then eli sort of managed it but yeah he was he was Jeff so good, just absolutely impeccable in that in that stretch. Even though he couldn't close the deficit, but it was yeah, those Kawasaki guys would definitely be yeah, sort of just got a bit of a curse going in there, mate, with McAdoo having that having that um injury. Obviously, I believe it was a bike issue, you know, and then caused him to have the crash. So oh, right. yeah, so it's not not good all round for them. But at least AC, it's you know positive to see him get some consistency and and finding his feet. And he's definitely got a lot of speed. It's just obviously carrying it through a main event on those against those just elite guys is not easy. So. But I reckon, you know, a good good close of the season could be on the cards for AC, do you think, Ben? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, uh, again, with, with the title guys, uh, maybe uh, being a little bit more easy on it, um, you know, just trying to see the, see the season out, really, although I think the case of Cooper has got to go flat out for it. Um, yeah, you got to think the likes of Cian Cerullo, Aaron Plessinger, uh, you know, a couple of the guys there are, are, are going to push forward. Uh, and and um, yeah, you could see some more random podiums, I think, uh, coming up, and uh, yeah, maybe some different winners. Um, I mean, who knows? Plessinger could already, you know, should really already have been a winner, sadly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see uh, see what uh, else he can do to turn turn the season around. But yeah, seeing Cerullo, I think next year, if he just stays completely healthy, I think that you know he's going to go in with with podium hopes, uh, and then mm. hopefully he can he can build from that. So um, because yeah, who oozes talent and uh, he clearly wants it otherwise he wouldn't have put himself through all this again um, and uh, yeah maybe he's now you know getting that chip on his shoulder that you know there's always the difference between him and Webb um, yeah. and uh, you know obviously big rivals in the 250s and, and, and before before that as well and yeah Webb's obviously come out the stronger of the two in the 450 career um, but then you know Cian Cerullo has, has had injuries so yeah who knows but uh, I think um, yeah it'd be good to see Cian Cerullo up there for sure yeah, he's, de- he's got a good. He's definitely good for the sport to have a healthy AC, and he's he's so positive and his approach is great. You listen to his interviews, and he's just sort of he's like, I'm living my dream still. I get to ride my dirt bike and get to do it as a job, and it's it's pretty cool. Like he's like even saying to like the interviewers, it's like it's pretty cool, isn't it? Like <laughs> he just loves it. So, so um, just so, yeah, we all, we always wish him success, and it's definitely coming together. The pieces are, are falling into place quite well, and just to look down further on the list, it was good to see Colt Nichols back and. He obviously wanted to be to be pretty healthy, not sort of half ass his return. He wanted to be on it when he was ready to come back, and he's you know getting the pair three eights is um that's pretty good, mate. You can't really complain with that for a return, and it was good to see him back up there because he obviously started so well at A one and had a really good finish. And it sort of he he was struggling with an injury after that, I believe, which he didn't sort of disclose. Yeah, um, and so he struggled a little bit, and people were wondering what's going on, and and then he had that nasty one that that set him back a few weeks. But yeah, he was pretty good. What did you? What was your take on Colt and obviously Dino? getting finally getting that top 10 as well mate 
the ah, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed, the Honda support crew coming up to, to help out a bit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, great to see Colt getting the starts, always up there, um, which was uh, a good one. And I think, actually, I think partially helped Eli when he had the starts and had Colt between him and the rest of the pack a little bit. I think helped him just get away. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Colt's one of those that you cheer for because yeah, he was right at the peak of his 250 career, looking to make the jump up and then wham, one crash two broken arms, I mean one broken arm is bad enough to come back from but two is just horrendous, I mean you talk, Levi's there talking about fishing, I mean how, how was Colt going to cast a line and, and reel it back in when he got two casts on I mean horrendous, you know, so yeah, just uh, just a nightmare to see that happen to him, but I think this Honda ride is as proven his worth i think he's uh, at least up there with pretty much anybody who's the number two in their teams yeah you know if you look at the likes of Pleasant Jesse and cerullo uh you know i think he's definitely up at, at that sort of level at least and, and certainly with the starts is, is amazing and yeah dino yeah. getting to the top 10 which is brilliant i mean uh you know he's uh he's rode for for uh uh, for my country in the uh, in the in the nations, uh, so I always uh, cheer on for him. I, I slapped him on the back at Matley Basin when he was just coughing mud out of his uh, gills, and uh, you know uh, he doesn't remember that. I do, but there you are. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you also about um, Dino on Firepower. Would would you see Colt probably won't um, keep that keep that ride at HRC? I'd imagine moving forward. So would you see Firepower as a pretty good option for him to slot into next year if all goes to plan, mate? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a very happy unit. Um, you know, you've got Max in there, who's on the 250 again next year. We know that. Um, Dean's in there. I think that seems to be a very happy team, uh, which is always good, especially when you've got riders like those guys who've had bad injuries. Uh, you know, they need to be happy. They need to make sure they're, they're confident and, uh, and and strong and also got the backup in case something happens. So, and also um, with Colt World Supercross, would be pretty cool to see him out there too because he's obviously extremely good in that discipline as well. And with that, you rave Konski-owned team, obviously he owns a team in Australia too, and you can just see we've all spoken to Max and um, I've spoken to Jed, Jed Beaton and Kyle Webster and then um, Connolly and like all those guys, they just love working for him, he's so passionate, he does everything he can to help them and he's yeah. just all in and having Marty as the team team manager in America, he's, Max has only you know spoke glowing words of him and how much work he does to get that bike up to up to speed and as good as it can be and yeah, I reckon it'd be a pretty nice fit mate because it's sort of those factory rides, there's just so much talent at that top end. And yeah, like you say, if you miss a little bit of time through an injury, the, you know, time waits for no one. So I reckon a team like that or, a, you know, a Twisted T or a Club MX, it would be kind of that, that second tier team he'd, he'd be very good at. And he's obviously a great test rider as well. So Cold yeah. offers a lot of a lot of qualities to any team looking to um, bring him on. Oh, well, the way he starts with that sort of uh, WSX format as well, I mean, that's absolutely uh, bang on, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you can get to the front in uh, pretty much any of it in the World Supercross, then, yeah, he'd be definitely a, a strong contender for staying up there in that company. So, yeah, I, I think that would be a great uh, a, gr- a great move for him. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And, and, and with Dino, I mean, yeah, Dean's doing that scene anyway. So, yeah, I look forward to um, him now moving up to WSX uh, moving to do WSEX this year is going to be interesting to see I think that uh, Dean's got a very strong strong chance in that championship I think looking at the lineup. Yeah obviously they look, they're looking for those big names that people know and he's he's definitely one of them and so is Anstey and if they could you never know they probably they probably got some serious uh, dealings going on to get guys like maybe a Colt or a Muscan or, or something like that just to elevate the series even higher mate so it was pretty good and obviously we spoke to Shane I wanted to get your take on on Shane mate Shane McElrath and and Kyle obviously doing well 
pretty well on the weekend too. It was good to see the Suzuki's filling up those spots pretty well, mate. Yeah, McElrath is uh, a nice guy. I mean, I was so chuffed that he said he would run number one. I'm going to like run on that one for a long time there. He said he's going to run the number one plate, which is brilliant. That's what we want to see. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think it's that thing with Shane. It's building his confidence, trying to build it forward. Uh, another one of those who's like a 250 star and then has just had issues moving to the 450 that mostly aren't his fault. And... Um, yeah, he doesn't see himself as a guy that should be getting lapped, and I think that's about right. Um, you know, whether or not he's on the right bike is debatable, but again, they're always making progress, so... Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, McElrath is one that... Uh, I think he's just looking forward to WSX. I think he's just... That's going to really hit his sweet spot, and he'll probably elevate his own level as well. So, um, although I will be cheering for Max in our championship, you know, there's no doubt about it, you know, I'm going to cheer for the Brit. But, uh, yeah, it'd be nice after speaking to Shane, it'd be nice for him to do well as well. Yeah, obviously he's had a lot of those issues with with teams over the years and, um, yeah, the rides. It's just, it's been a difficult time in the 450 class for him. He hasn't had that continuity and he's obviously going to get, he's getting that with the Twisted T guys at the moment and he gets to work with guys like Chisholm and Roxon and he's been doing a lot of good work developing that bike, which they've obviously done more to on the weekend uh, with, with, with his teammates. So it's pretty cool. And, yeah, Chisholm was back to chising, as they say, mate, just super consistent, good speed. Just you know, that's where it belongs. Eleventh. He's had a few. He's had a few issues, and he's had some injuries. And yeah, he's, he hasn't had the easiest year by his standards. And yeah, to see to see him up there was pretty good, mate. And yeah, with with Shane, it'd just be good to see that plate, won't it, mate? You'll, you'll be yeah, loving it. Will be. It will be. I mean, I think Carl Chisholm's doing very well for a seventy-two-year-old. I don't know how <laughs> long he's been going, but I just feel like I've been talking about Carl Chisholm for twenty, thirty years. I, I expected him to see him on my 20, 20 years ago post any minute now. Oh, there he is, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's doing, yeah, he's doing cracking work, a job, especially on that uh, on that Suzuki. So, yeah, um, it's been um, yeah, been really good. Uh, Triple Crown event was always throws up some interesting ones, and yeah, it, it's only threw up some some strange scenarios again. Um, and then this weekend we got the East West Shootout. I can't wait for a bit of that. That's uh, the two Lawrence brothers going at it. Who's your favourite? Yeah. Who's your favourite? Uh, yeah, choose? well. <laughs> I don't want to pick sides with the Aussie boys, mate, but I, I think uh, it's actually really hard to get to pick a winner in that one because they've both been lights out, really. Um, Hunter's been super stable, super consistent. They both look good on those bikes, mate, and there's there's not really much to separate them. Obviously, Jet's just that tiny little bit more flamboyant with maybe just that tiny little bit of edge in terms of some of the stuff he does, which is a bit like, wow, but... Yeah, Hunter's equally good. He probably doesn't get the credit he deserves, although he definitely is this year more. But, um, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. I reckon Thrasher could definitely throw, throw a spanner in. Obviously, he's riding um, impeded with that knee. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's mm. he's doing it, mate. He's doing a bloody good job because he's super quick. And RJ and Levi, obviously, he's keen to get a podium for the weekend. It's it's definitely something that's good good um, to see, and the fans will be relishing it, mate, like us. But who do you sort of see uh, out of the two Lawrence boys and, and the rest of who are going to mix it up there? I mean, yeah, it's uh, it was interesting to hear RC say in the commentary that uh, it was it was when he saw Jet crash front first and still look good doing it. it was uh, <laughs> was when he thought he was a bit special. I'm like, okay, Ricky, fair enough. Uh, you know, who am I to argue with again? Um, but yeah, so you know, he. Um, 
he's got that sort of special tag around his neck, hasn't he? and and he wears it well. You know, he rides it with. Um, it would be so easy with that sort of pressure to uh, to get a bit uptight. I think a certain Mr. Everett is probably feeling like that right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's nice for uh, for. I think I think Jet is is something special. Um, I think he will have the edge. Um, but who knows? No, nobody can beat you like your brother. Yeah, so, it's hard, it's, he's so hard that he's hard to gauge in a way because he, he he looks it makes it look so easy. It's hard to tell how much how hard he's pushing those limits because yeah. he really does like make like he just like even the little things like he just throws the leg off the side of the bike when he's doing the jumps and you know the body movements and just like you're dropping the shoulder and dropping the front end and it just it just looks it looks effortless. So yeah, obviously Hunter's techniques spot on as well, but he doesn't have those little nuances as many as Jet does. But um, yeah, RJ will be pretty keen to, to get get at it too, won't he? He's obviously he's had a rough. It he had a I don't know. He saved a couple of major whoop issues on the weekend. Yes. Where, like he was, was riding it? the bull for a second Big there. I don't save. know the strength of it. It was it was quite impressive. But yeah, it'll be good. Obviously, he'll probably with, with Christian out. Those rock star guys have had a shock and run with injuries too. They're yeah. decimated. So he, I'm assuming he we might see him on a 450 at some rounds to close the season too, mate. But, um, you know, I'm sure they have contractual arrangements where they have to have a bike out the 450 class. So with Christian going down, do you think we'll see um, RJ probably closing out the year on a few 450s too? I think so. Yeah, and I, I thoroughly look forward to it. I mean, if there was one more group in that uh, whoop section, we wouldn't have been talking about RJ for another <laughs> year. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable the way he saved that lot. <laughs> Was it? Was the expression the guy behind saw all three number plates? So I think that was about yeah. the way he went down the loops there. So uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty unreal the way he saved that. But uh, yeah, I mean, RJ's. I mean, he showed at Daytona that he can ride a 450, um, and I think he's the right age now. I think he's probably over the age now to do, to go up and do that. And um, yeah, I, I think he'll be champion at the bit. I think you, you give him that husky uh, 450 ride of Christians, and I think yeah, he'll be straight up there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did the outdoors as well. Um, you know, he got a chance to show himself on a 450 outdoors. You never know what could happen in a season. You know, he can get top fives, he can get podiums on a 450 mm. if he puts it together. And uh, you know, there might be that scenario of, of like a Hertz type thing. It might be like when he goes up to a bigger bike, the mistakes start to disappear a bit, and he might be able to find some consistency. So, yeah, because he's obviously wringing the neck out of that 250 at all times, isn't he? So, it, it, like, even if he does stay in that 250 class outdoors, is looking pretty tasty in the 250 class as well as the 450 sort of jet leaving sort of leaves it a little bit more up for grabs with you know, like we were saying Cooper and Lawrence and Shimoda and the Star Boys and yeah someone like RJ as well and we might, he might get a couple of his teammates back it'd be good to see too and yeah I reckon on his day he can beat anyone so just you know he actually probably has been a bit more consistent I'd say this year he's he's getting the gate drops and he's he's you know obviously he has those moments the RJ moments like you said all three plates but yeah he's, he's done well this year you can't knock his effort and he's, he's obviously Obviously making strides with that bike too, which he he struggled quite a lot with last year. He sort of made that quite um, under no uncertain terms that he wasn't that happy with it on many occasions. So to see him how he goes moving forward, I think things should look pretty good for him. But it's that balance between you leave the 250 class on a you know class leading bike like he has, and do you you know you know probably he's going to struggle to get a pure a really good factory ride, isn't it? Because there's just so many guys, and obviously yeah. Hunter Lawrence will be 
penciled in for the the HRC one eventually. And yeah, like where where do you sort of where do these guys fit? You know, there's not enough seats, is there? No, well, that's it. I mean, they're talking about Sexton going to KTM, talking about Webb going elsewhere. Um, so you know, you got to think the Lawrence brothers are going to slot into the HRC rides um, ultimately. And um, I, I think if, if the chance is there now to go up to a factory 450 Husky for the outdoor season, if I was RJ Hampshire, I'd, I'd jump right on it um, because you know ultimately he's got very little else to prove okay he's got a championship still to win I guess if he really wants to in the 250 class but you know I, I would think long term and, and, and get on that 450 and, and do your best to impress uh, which I think is uh, he's got a chance to do and like you say get up, get, get in there on a, a quality ride Mm. And then, um, and then see if you can keep it. <laughs> another another man that's been mentioned a bit with uh, maybe not staying at Star is Ferrandez. As obviously we're sort of waiting to hear what will happen with him, and he's obviously out at the moment. But uh, he he would be a great option for many teams, and some guy a person that's far too good to not have a factory ride. So yeah. his another his outdoor campaign's pretty pretty massive. Obviously he's been a champion, multi time champion, and yeah, he's a he's a brilliant rider, especially outdoors. He hasn't mm. probably quite got the super crosses figured out in the 450 class if you would have liked obviously yep. a very accomplished rider in, in all disciplines but be interesting to see what happens with him on the trading block did on the dog did on the dog he's an absolute bulldog a french terrier <laughs> yeah that nation's effort was impressive again wasn't it Oh, just, just, yeah, I, I love to see Dylan at his best. He's just a monster. I mean, one of the few who stuck it to Hurlings on a 250. And, uh, yeah, he's, um, yeah, if he's on the track in the outdoors, he's, he's a threat. So, uh, whatever he's on, I think. And I, I think he's the sort of rider that could probably jump on pretty much anything and just wring its neck. So, yeah, um, Dylan's going to be, I, I think he's going to feel the pressure to really perform. Uh, in this outdoor series, I think he's going to be maximum effort to to if the the, Honda, the the Yamaha ride is going, then yeah, he's going yeah. to want to push to to, to get something else and, and prove his worth, which uh, which uh, is bad news for the opposition, I think. So yeah, but uh, it's going to be good, going to be a good outdoor season. Yeah, yeah, it's, it'll come around quick, mate. I think it's you know probably six weeks or five weeks, and we're there. So it's yeah, it's pretty staggering to think that that's that's coming around soon, and obviously the MXGPs just started, and there's still still those rounds left of Super cross mate to um to finish off the season which is uh, if you had your money uh on who would you be picking tomac mate or do you reckon webb uh, another man you could associate the term bulldog with um he'll come through mate and just chip away he, he just probably needs a few more wins doesn't he because you know tomac keeps just sort of he, you can see tomac just edging it whereas webb seems to be getting those seconds and podiums more which he's rarely ever off the podium maybe like three times this year or something crazy like that which is amazing but he just yeah. probably wants those wins to just, just to close the gap because you never know he might you, you close the gap like he might have a Elo might have a night like him one day and if he gets that first he maxes out so that's what it's all about I think for him yeah first and fourth uh, that's the difference seven points the difference between first and fourth place so yeah anything is still, still possible um, I changed my mind because last week Bradley asked me that question and uh, I said that uh, Webb might well be up for it um, I, I thought that Webb had the best chance uh, do I think that anymore? probably not uh, you know I just I just don't see Eli losing it from here and um, I think I'd like to see Eli win out from here I don't know if he's back next year I don't think he is um, he's just got to number two all time and I think the number three deserves to be a three-time champ I think that's uh, yeah. that, that's where it's going to be headed that's personally what I think yourself 
Yeah, yeah. It's, I think I, I think you can't. You can't. If I had money and was betting on it, you'd have to put it on Tomac, obviously, to have so many wins. There's a lot of guys with so many wins uh, that only have the two titles. So to have him to get that third would be great for the legacy too, mate, and a great reward for all his hard work because you know he's one of those guys that's putting in a shift all the time. And obviously his training program spot on with his dad. And, yeah, it's hard to see, but it, it could happen, mate. But obviously as we look down the list, it's uh, – Pretty interesting battle for fourth there with Rox and um, Barsha Anderson, just five points separating them, mate. And even Plessinger's uh, a little a little bit back there too. So that could be another little subplot to keep an eye on. Who would you who would you have your money on for that one? Probably probably Barsha and Kenny. Uh, Barsha's pretty good, mate. Barsha's taking fourth. The little about it. He goes to New Jersey next. Everything's legal in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what they yeah, say in Hamilton, yeah. isn't it? That's what the uh, people just keeps shoving down my throat. Yeah, everything's legal in New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, watch out for Barsha this weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if he'll pull a, pull a Mookie sort of stunt if we get to the closing rounds. He seems like he's got a lot of respect for Kenny. Obviously, he had some good battles early in the year. And um, he said, I, you know, I love racing Kenny's the man. You know, we, 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 we have that mutual respect. But uh, with, the, with, that extra, with that extra place on the line and a few extra dollars, mate, he, he might throw it in there if he, if he has to. <laughs> I, I'm I'm quietly picking Barsha for the win. I, I I predicted the MXGP winner this weekend, so I'm um, I'm on a roll. I'm thinking, yeah, Barsha's going to win this weekend. That, that's my yeah. prediction. And uh, yeah, I, yeah. I I would like to see Hunter beat Jet, but I think Jet's going to win in the two. Yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think I'll give it just to just to Jet too, mate. But yeah, could could go either way. That's for sure. And those those rounds are always they're, 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 something will throw up and it'll it'll sort of come at us and you know we won't know what's happening but yeah it was pretty I reckon I reckon you're right mate Jet Jet will be hard to go past and, and if yeah, it's it should be pretty cool cool the series going there and yeah we'd like yeah. to be there personally but obviously <laughs> we're just a bit far away both of us mate <laughs> yeah I mean if it's uh, if it's not Jet I'd love to see Levi win as well obviously after just being on our show so that'd be uh, that'd be pretty cool so yeah all yeah. good okay then we better wrap it up from there because uh, we're approaching the hour so yeah thanks so much for joining me on this one Ed for uh, jumping in as our super sub once more for Mr Wheeler so yeah we wish Brad uh, all the best with his troubles and uh, we'll get things moving um, so yeah just again to say thank you to Kawasaki Motors UK uh, and again just please check out their KLX 140R lineup for youth riders uh, all electric start plus suspension 144cc engine of three different sizes uh, for your um, preparation for adult bike racing if you want to uh, go that route uh, also yeah golf race fuels across sports cars single seaters motorcycle racing and further afield the golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline and again thanks to AS3 Performance who stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available from the 1980s Evo two stroke models to the current four stroke bikes and uh, of course yeah even strokes don't forget to use the code BRADWHEELER10 uh, to get a discount on there and uh, he keeps pushing for his BRADWHEELER15 but uh, knowing James's money string uh, um tendencies that uh, yeah I think he's uh, asking a lot but yeah so that would be the 10 you definitely get 10% off of uh, uh, off of anything out of even strokes alright Ed so uh, yeah one well, final word from yourself mate yeah, mate, life's all good. Obviously, we've uh, yeah, we've you've done a great job with the results overnight. And I'm just sort of yeah, catching up on the coverage and putting a few few bits up to for the weekend. And we've got Jack Chambers locked in for the MX Vice show tomorrow, which would be great to hear nice. for, him for, for 
for viewers all over. And um, yeah, we just wish all, Brad Brad all the best, mate. Uh, hopefully he's, he's going all right. And yeah, it's good. Good. So I probably wasn't quite as um, aggressive with the takes as Bradley, but um, <laughs> listening to some of those British ones, it's great value here and here. And Bradley put his two cents worth. So <laughs> we yeah, hope he's doing well, mate. And yeah, you guys are doing a great job, and so is James. So yeah, things are things are going great at, on the site, mate. At MX Vice. Good stuff. And yeah, thanks to anybody for listening there. We've got uh, things moving. We did have Styles Robertson booked for next week, so I will check and see if Styles is still okay to talk to us. Obviously, he's got more important things on his mind, but uh, yeah, hopefully he'll uh, uh, be able to uh, to join us uh, next week, uh, if not in the future. But either way, we'll um, do our best to get another guest for you next week. So yeah, thanks to Levi for joining us. Thank you, Ed. And uh, yeah, to anybody listening, uh, we shall see you next time here at the MX Vice SMX Review Show.